So as I said in the last episode of Four Songs, we're going to bring back Tony T, owner of The Pug, which is the Four Songs sponsor. The Pug is a bar up on 8th Street, Northeast Washington, D.C. Unfortunately, it's been closed since March to keep people safe and amid the pandemic. And unlike a few other places that I've put on Twitter lately, The Pug has decided to put safety above everything else. And hopefully he's going to be able to hold on to keep this place going so we can I'll get back together whenever things get better. Let's hope that's very soon. Before we get to Tony, though, I have a bit of an announcement here. I've decided to go ahead and put this podcast on Facebook. You've got to look for my name, Rob Thormeyer, because Facebook won't let you put anything unless you've got your name on it. I wish they took their other responsibilities seriously because I really have mixed feelings about it, but I figure it's another place for me to spread the word about these fantastic artists and also to keep updated on the pug and other places. So hopefully folks can find me out there and check it out. Give me a follow or whatever the hell you all do on Facebook. I don't get it. So for now, let's bring back Tony. As I said, Tony is the owner of the pug up on H street Northeast in Washington. He owns a couple other businesses in Washington as well. Tony's going to open up with some sobering statistics as to how the pandemic has really hit small businesses and bars and restaurants in Washington pretty hard. It's not a secret, but it's just, we hear those statistics and, yeah, it's it's not fun. And Tony's also going to give us some insight into some things that maybe you shouldn't do if you're eating out at a restaurant. Things like joke that you have the virus to your server. Because you know what happens after that? It sets off a chain reaction. Because that server now thinks that they have to get tested. And maybe other people at the staff have to get tested too. And when you get tested, you know, you don't get those results back right away. So that means you might miss a couple of shifts here and there, which means that you're not getting paid. So yeah, just be cool. Don't joke about this thing. It's, it's deadly and it's not fun. But of course, we are here to talk about music. And Tony's going to give us some tricks of the trade. as to how he puts together his playlist for his bar to keep people interested in sticking around. I'm not going to give you too many secrets here because Tony can describe it better than I can, certainly. But I think it's a story that you're not going to hear anywhere else. So before I turn things over to Tony, though, I just want to let everyone know that we're also working on a Christmas episode of Four Songs, which should be out. By mid-December, I'd say the 14th, 15th, 16th. So just stay tuned for that one. Keep an eye out on the announcements on that on Twitter or Facebook now. And give it a look. Give me a follow or, again, whatever the hell you all do on Facebook. And for now, let me just turn things back over to Tony T., owner of The Pug. All right, well, Tony, welcome back to Four Songs. Wanted to just catch up with you and see how things are doing. It's been about a month, and I think we'll try and do this at least once a month. So how's it going? Ah, you know, it's been a... <laughs> It's been a topsy-turvy week. We had a, a little adventure at the restaurant with, with some COVID news. I got some, I have some terrible numbers for you. There was just a report that so far with this, D.C. has lost 65,000 bar jobs, $7.1 billion in economic contribution, $3.16 billion in wages, 560, oh, whatever. I'm not going to read any more of this. List. It's terrible. So, yeah, we're still all trying to hang on. You know, in the midst of these crushing numbers and the weather getting colder, you know, there's been little adventures in in the, you know, in the bar restaurant business. You'll always get customers who do, you know, they do annoying little things. And so one of the challenges has been trying to figure out if they're being extra annoying during the COVID or if we're just being extra sensitive or if it's a combination of both. And so last week, right at the end of a shift, I had a table leaving and, you know, the patrons made a joke about having corona and that the server should get himself tested because they were, you know, they were nervous about it. And, you know, he he didn't 
pick up on the sarcasm. You know, he immediately dropped his paperwork, left, and got tested the next morning. Luckily, he tested negative, but, you know, he was, it was a terrifying couple of days, and I, I went back through the contact tracing information and called the fella. Mm-hmm. You know, and he, he denied making the joke, but he, he told me the details that his kids, he was picking up his kids from college, both of them, and he said, yeah, well, both of my kids had corona late fall. And so he was referring to that to my server, but there was no context. There was no, like, wink and a laugh. He just said, hey, we've had it. You better test yourself. And it seemed like, you know, one of those jokes where he wasn't taking it seriously. So now my server misses a couple shifts, and then, you know, it was a pretty scary couple days. And then he tests negative, and then, of course, one of our other servers test positive. So now we're on a, I'm sitting at the house waiting for my, uh, my test results to come back. So it's just like, you know, and then I see that the, the bookstore on Capitol Hill and the craft beer store, they're closed because of employees. It's just really tough. How long did the wait now between? So they dropped it. Yeah. They dropped it from 14 to 10 days. I mean, for your test results. Oh, so, I did the Super Trendy One Medical, and they, I did it yesterday, and they told me two days. So I'm not sure if Sunday counts for a day, business day or whatever. But I'm hoping, like, you know, afternoon tomorrow or Tuesday morning. And, of course, it's a ripple effect. If, my, if I test positive, then my wife has to shut down her office. So <laughs> we're all on, uh, on eggshells. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? Of, wow. Because in the system that you – that's negative, but you still have to quarantine though, right? So my last, yeah, so I, my last day of my quarantine, well, my last day of exposure to the server that tested positive will be Tuesday. So okay. theoretically. So you would know by now, you think? Yeah, I'll know. Yeah, I, I mean, the there was two other servers and myself who worked shifts with the guy who tested positive. And so far, none of us have shown any any symptoms. You know, and I, I feel like I've probably drank enough whiskey to, to kill whatever might have been yeah. coming my way. So we'll see. Wow. Drinking whiskey and listening to The Clash has clearly beat the corona. Yeah. That's all it, boy, it's never that easy. Oh, man. Well, so what? So where are things now? I, I know in Virginia, a week or so ago, Northern put in, that kind of took everyone back a couple phases with the restrictions on gatherings. And is it the same in D.C.? Yeah, they went back. So we never, so I never opened, reopened the pug. I could have, right. you know, made up some snack and opened the pug with 50% capacity, but with spacing, that would have allowed me like, you know, eight customers. We never opened up the restaurant inside. We only kept the patio open outside. And our DC retreated it back. They cut the inside capacity from 50% to 20, 25%. But again, since we didn't open the inside, it didn't really affect us that way. But now, of course, it's, you know, winter time, so yeah. it's tough to sit on a patio and enjoy a meal when you're in a parka. Right. But we're doing a lot of takeout. Um, oh, good. So, so that's, you know, we actually, because of the, our little scare, we shut down the patio for this weekend, but the takeout has been tremendous. And, again, it's always the thing that always, you know, is sort of uplift, uh, uplifting is the, you know, our neighborhood and regulars really, really, support us and you know i mean i see the same people week in and week out coming up to pick up their to pick up their to-go orders and you can't underestimate or you know the importance of regulars and how much their support means to us 
And this is Brooklyn Finest, Brooklyn's Finest. Yeah, this is Brooklyn's Finest. Right. You know, and, and I <laughs> I tweeted out from the Pugs account about the guy making the joke, and, of course, everybody was curious when I opened the Pug because I didn't clarify that I was yeah. talking about the restaurant. But, yes, it's, it's Brooklyn's Finest is the restaurant, and the Pug, is the, one, the Pug and Union Trust are both still closed. But, mm. you know, and to distract myself, I keep making new playlists. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's talk about music. <laughs> it's always better to talk about music. Yeah. So yeah, so you put out a playlist for what you would probably be listening to at the at the pub. So let's first talk about why you do the playlist, and then you want to highlight some of your. I mean, hard to pick one or two songs, but I'm sure you. One of the most important things when you're out at a bar is the is the music, and it doesn't have to be loud. It, it can you know even if it's just in the background, but you know, hearing that song while you're having a drink, it always. It makes it a better drink. One of the funny things from my years at the Capitol Lounge, I always had the jukebox on one side that was CDs, and the uh, the other side had the internet jukebox. And, and we bartenders will always argue about the internet jukebox and whether it killed, you know, the ambience because you know you got a guy that comes in and puts a song on that doesn't really go with, you know, what you got going on. And so at the pub, I never even went with them. A jukebox at all. We just we make our own playlists, and I let the bartenders make their playlists. You know, and I make playlists. Now I'm doing. I just do a playlist every every couple of days on Spotify, just to to pretend like I got a night coming up. Mm. You know, and I always have to include the Clash, the Jam, yeah. the Specials, and the English Beat, and I have to include you know Public Enemy, Run DMC, and Eric B. And then I, I you know. I've rotated between, like, I'm building a new playlist for uh, Christmas with Fairy Tale of New York and, uh, you know, the Sweet Lizzie Project's Christmas stuff. So, I don't know. It's it's one little outlet I have that keeps me from going totally insane. Yeah. So, what, what I don't, where can folks find it, the playlist? Because you put it on your Twitter account. Is, is that the best place for people to track the playlist? Yeah. So, the, the Spotify thing is... Um, it's Tony the Pug is my, uh, whatever you call it, my hand, my <laughs> handle. Is that it? <laughs> and now I have to put that old Convoy song on from the 70s now that, because what's your handle is clearly a CD term. You kids won't know that song, but it was a funny song back in the 70s. So, yeah, Tony the Pug is my Spotify. And then, like, I played them at the, at the restaurant. We have a big garage door. So when the patio was open, you can hear the playlists outside. And then, and like I said, the... <laughs> you know, in my head, you know, in the coffee shop, sometimes they'll play them when they're open, you know, and you can hear them when you're picking up coffee. And it may not be that way for everybody, but for me, like, the music that you hear in a bar is such an important part about going to that bar. And, you know, when I – there's bartenders at Solly's who put out great playlists for me, and I'm always like, I should go now, but there's another song that I know <laughs> is going to be good. And – <laughs> the little trick that, that we try to do is we time it out, too. Every 15 minutes, I, I make sure that there's a song that, that is more popular because as people are sitting there drinking, they think, you know what, in 15 minutes, at 11.45, we'll go and we'll go to the next bar. And so I always make sure to have, like, a popular <laughs> song on the 15-minute mark so that they say, oh, wait, let's listen to this one, and then we'll go. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's <laughs> a strategy there. You know, I don't want to do any 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 secrets of my uh, music strategy, but yeah, that's <laughs> that was a little trick that we always did. 
especially DJing, like, you know, we would always play a hit on the 15-minute mark. Mm, that's <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, we'll tweet out. So can I, well, we can figure out how folks can find it on, on Spotify or Twitter. It's funny, if I, I'm such a Gen Xer. I had to have my niece tell me how to, like, look up people on playlists and then do my own playlist. It's like, I had no idea you could do this. Yeah, thing. it's funny because I'm not sure, like, my kids, I let my kids use the Spotify account, so there's a, there's a, I think some of their playlists may be on there as well. So you'll get a, you'll get a glimpse of what's going on with the uh, 9, 11, and 13-year-old demographic as well if you, if you grab the wrong list. Yeah. <laughs> my, uh, my nine-year-old is obsessed with the class, so I'm oh, well. them right. There you go. <laughs> so in speaking of the class, I, mean, what, I think someone had a, I don't know if it was you or someone put out a thread about, best bar songs that you miss hearing and I think you put something on there on it too and because it's tricky because you don't want to you know obviously everyone has their favorite songs that that I play over and over got my nuts my wife crazy but when you go to a bar and you hear a song that you probably haven't heard in a long time that may not be one of your favorites but you just kind of just love to hear it at a bar is there are certain songs that you just when you're either working or you're at a bar you just love to hear that maybe you don't have yeah, it's collection. funny. Yeah, it's funny because my collection is so ridiculous of, of what I have. But like, and and, I, and again, not to obsess over the class, but daily my favorite song by them. You know, it's different every day. But I always come back to Safe European Home, and it's so like, you know, for me to hear one of that's. I guess that's the thing is because you, you're not going to find a ton of bars where they're playing a lot of Clash, mm-hmm. right? So if I hear any song by the Clash when I'm out. Then I'm always like, oh my god, we're gonna have to have another drink here. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and it's funny, but I can tell you, like, over the course of, you know, so w- like I said, with the internet jukeboxes, it was always, I'd say the songs. It was like the Bon Jovi one, um, <laughs> what is it, Living on a Prayer, and yeah. Journey, the Journey one, and then Devil Went Down to Georgia. Those were always the ones that just got played over and over and over again. And then the first, like, five or six years, run around Sue, every time that came on at the pug, everybody stopped and started singing along to it. And it was just a funny thing because I love that song, and I just put it on a playlist one night randomly, and, I mean, the entire bar was singing it. I kept that one in in heavy rotation for for a long time. You know know, another one at the pug that was always so huge was Story of My Life by Social Distortion. So Mm -hmm. if I'm out and I hear that, it's always like a little bonus. And then yeah. the Pogue is a big one for like Flog and Molly and the drop kicks and all those, you know, the Pogues. So again, mm-hmm. any time I'm at another bar, if I hear the Pogues, I'm always very, yeah. makes my night just a little better. I think Fox and Hounds used to have the Pogue, but they had this obscure, I love the song, Body of, America, Body of an American. Well, and I, yes. So that one was only on like a, a EP and then yeah. it got, put out later on the uh you know on one of the compilations and i'll tell you that one so <laughs> it's funny i try to i try to put as much r&b and go as i can too you know i try to balance my it's, it's part of my taste and it's part of my crowd is it's a big yeah. mixed crowd but the body of an american <laughs> late at night at the pub the number of african-american fellows who love the wire would always say hey man play that irish song from the oh, wire wow. And so the body of an American is a huge one for the pug. I didn't even think of that until right now. Yeah. Because yeah. it wasn't, I mean, this is, 
I used, when I lived downtown, this is 15, 20 years ago, and I'd go to, I think, when did the pub open, by the way, 2007? 2007, yeah. Yeah, so this is before I had moved out by then. And I used to go to the Black Cat, Angles, those are my two, that's what they had two better jukeboxes in the area, Angles up on Adams Morgan. Yeah. And, and then the Fox and Hounds, I'd go there occasionally, and they had that, that was like the only Pogue song they had there on that their jukebox. It was really weird. Yeah, I don't know. Where, I mean, it was such a funny little thing. I always want to write Paul Davidson and say, hey, man, thanks for, thanks for giving us this song to play this. <laughs> yeah. From the wire. Yeah. Again, mm. and I, you know, I never even watched that show, and so it's funny that I know that that was such a, a big scene in it. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Well, so what else is what's going to be in our Christmas playlist? Well, I mean, clearly, I always start everyone with the uh, fairy tale of New York. Yeah. And I get, and you and I talked about that other version. It's really good. And, you know, I guess they're cleaning up some of the language in it, which is fair. I don't know if they re-released it or how they did that. But, you know, that's a fair, fair turn on that, it's getting some of the words out of there. I love the Drifters version of White Christmas. <laughs> and Darlene Love. And, you know, I don't care how much street cred I lose. The Mariah Carey one is, is, <laughs> is fine. And uh, Donnie, uh, Don, uh, Hathaway, This Christmas, I always put that one on. And then mm. Se- Bob Seger's Christmas song is great. Oh, I don't know that. And Christmas in Hollis is great. Uh, I, yeah. right. I make those on every list. I got no problem with Elvis Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we're going well, we're gonna to work on that Sweet Lizzie project. Christmas album as well. We'll put that into into the rotation. Okay, cool. Yeah. So we'll be having our Christmas episode come out probably middle of the month. So so I think we'll kind of wrap up things there with the interview. So Sounds good. Once again, let me thank Tony for giving me his time. And just so everyone knows, Tony tested negative, so no virus on his end, which is very good news. And maybe you heard my cat yelling in the background. He was hungry. I fed him. It's all good. But as I said, Christmas episodes coming up next. After that, we'll be a few weeks. We're going to take a little bit of a break. Be good to each other because it's not really cool to be joking about this thing. It's serious and, well, you know, you know the rest. All right. Talk to you all soon.